Hey family, what's going on? I'm going to be really honest and let you know that this is a very interesting podcast episode, not only because of the content, but because I am coming to you live from a hotel room. For those that aren't familiar, my husband and I with our family live in Southern California, and there have been some very insane wildfires that have broken out. In fact, this isn't new. We've had to, we've been evacuated of our house before, but never like this. So this week, we all get emergency notifications on our phone that we are being evacuated. And so we grab what we can and me being the very good Christian, God-fearing woman that I am, grab my dog, my makeup bag, my fake eyelashes, my wedding ring, and my laptop. Note in there, I did not take my Bible or my journal, but I'd like to say that the word of God is hidden in my heart and the Lord will bring to mind what I need to know as my lovely excuse. But let's just say this week has been crazy. But I also think that this episode from this week's podcast is so apropos, mostly because I got to do this alongside of my husband. So Matt and I have been married 10 years. This year we celebrated 10 years of marriage. And one of the things that has been a huge learning curve for us is what it looks like to lead together. Now, there's a lot of couples that are called individually, and that's amazing, but I also think that there is a whole other dynamic that happens when you co-lead with someone. So my husband and I launched a church, the Father's House Orange County. I think I say this on every every episode, but like, whatever, you're getting it again. Uh, We launched a church in 2018, and we just celebrated two years of our church, and it has been an adventure. I liken it to birthing a baby, and so every aspect that a mom brings and every aspect that a dad brings, it's just a different dynamic. What we realized, not just in church planning, but we also realized at the beginning of quarantine and what has gone on with coronavirus is it's revealed a lot about our marriage, but more so It's revealed a lot about our leadership. So in full candor and disclosure, we met Karen. Yes, our coach's name is Karen. We met Dr. Karen Bergstrom about um, six months ago. And she came into our life at the absolute perfect time because we don't have a perfect marriage, but God has aligned us with perfect people to thrive in the craziness and chaos of what co-leading looks like. And so the dynamic at church is very interesting. Both Matt and I lead the church. He really is at the helm in regards to implementation, leadership development, vision, strategy, fundraising, teams. He has about 11 direct reports and I have two direct reports. I oversee the creative. I oversee where we're going in regards to sermon and ideation and the creative aspect of marketing and communication. But the difference, he's the head, I'm the heart. And he could, um, or as in the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the men, the men, he is the head. But the women, we are the neck. Right? So like, it's very 50-50 in our marriage and it's very 50-50 in our leadership. The problem with that is when there's conflict and where there's strife, we need a third-party moderator. Enter Karen. Yes, her name is Karen. And the title of this episode is, Really Karen? Because I feel like the name has adapted such a negative stigma. And today we are going to redeem the name Karen because our Karen is a godsend. In fact, Karen knows more about me than quite possibly anyone else on the face of the earth. She is a licensed therapist. She is a coach. She works with Dr. John Townsend. 
in creating content and research, and she's absolutely brilliant. And in full candor and disclosure, she's really helped Matt and I find new ways to communicate. In fact, one of the resources that she shares, I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I really think it will help not just your marriage, but your working relationships, your coaching relationships, and more than anything else in this journey, I think that this tool that she's going to talk about today has helped me identify what I need. Because when we walk into relationships, whether in marriage or in leadership or in staff or in team or in friendships, without knowing what we need, we put the onus and the expectation on someone else to read our mind, to know our hearts, and to see what it is that we want or need without communicating it to them. And if we don't know what we want, no one else is going to be able to identify it for us. So I can't wait for you to learn from Karen, to listen to Karen. And again, for those that have subscribed to the show, left positive reviews and shared on social media, thank you so much. As always, I have a free thank you gift for two lucky winners at the end of this podcast who receive some gifts. Thanks so much for listening in. I can't wait for you to meet Karen. So Karen, I am so excited that you get to be on the podcast because not even a year ago, I didn't even know that this woman of wisdom, knowledge, and insight existed. And had it not been for this crazy adventure of church planting and co-leading a church with my husband that we would have discovered you. And so a little bit of the backstory is I didn't realize how far away from myself that I have gotten. And it took someone with your insight and key wit and ability to smell BS that you were able to kind of pry both Matt and I open to talk about some really great things. The reason why I invited you to be on the podcast is because you just have this, um, I'm, there's not, I don't even know the word. I'm going to call it a sniffer. You just smell people out very, very well. In fact, we're actually coming out of, you and I had a a session today. So I feel like in that session, you told me that you've been a therapist since you were 17. So you're a great listener. So for the podcast listeners who are as young as 17 or as old as me or older, um, maybe she might be feeling the same way that I did, where we kind of find ourselves in a situation where we're like, I'm in this new season and you can fill in the gap, um, new relationship, new job, new uh, place of living. So there's, they're in this land of newness and they feel like they've maybe lost a little bit of their self. You work with so many different people. You have high end business clients and you have people of influence and you have leaders. So the person who's listening right now maybe feels a little far from themselves. What's mm-hmm. the first thing that you do to kind of crack open someone's heart and head? Well, you know, I think we were all created to be in relationship and that's what you and I, you and I and Matt have experienced together, a new relationship. And with it, there's been all kinds of new life giving life blood. So I would say the first thing to do is to get into a right relationship with somebody where someone can really be the fuel that you need. I mean, God created us to need each other. And so it is not a a lone game. It's not a lone ranger game. It's a one another game. 
And you've taught us, both Matt and I, in this new season of leadership, you've really demonstrated that so beautifully. So for those that uh, may not be familiar of who you are, take us a little bit on a journey. Tell us about your family. Tell us about what you do. And also, um, yes, you are a, a, a coach and you are a therapist, but you also are involved with a lot of great things. This is your opportunity for our people to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, a little bit about Karen is I am a clinical psychologist and kind of was raised professionally in the child welfare world of foster homes, residential treatment, <clears throat> wonderful training ground, just working with people, staff, foster families who are raising children that had lost their parents for their parents' own decisions, child abuse, all kinds of things. So I grew up professionally around a lot of pain and got mm -hmm. comfortable with it in the sense of comfortable with inviting it, allowing it, setting a place at the table for pain and letting it be a part of our life experience. So I set the place at the table. Rick and I got married 37 years ago for our four kids. So they'll, they'll make fun of some of the, the journeys I take them on, you know, it's not always fun to be married to or to have a mother for a clinical psychologist, but <laughs> just, you know, trying to invite a healthy place where truth is spoken, but grace is offered and relationship is valued. So child welfare and uh, work with a great organization called Safe Families built a lot on this model. A lot of the architect of this model is based on relationship, mm -hmm. the power of people loving each other, being enough to get marginalized families back on their feet. And then I'm also part of the Townsend group. Uh, Dr. Don Townsend has done great work, uh, written lots of books about growth. Um, and so I hang out in those worlds. And that is exactly how we connected with you. So yeah. we met with Dr. John Townsend and uh, we were looking specifically in this crazy adventure of leadership. And I went to you so that I wouldn't have any leadership pain. <laughs> and you basically said, no, Bianca, make room at the table for pain. Yep. <laughs> and um, I think in the last couple of months that we've been able to work together, I've told you this to your face. I'm telling you this on the <laughs> podcast is that you have been a gift, not just to me, not just to Matt, but to our church and our children. And so I just appreciate you, but let's break this down and let, let's set the table for everyone who's listening. You are passionate about growth. I mean, in everything that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about your model for growth. Well, I think it's likened to a tree. In fact, Luke 13, six through nine um, is a great parable about a man who had a fig tree growing in his vineyard. And he went out and noticed that the tree wasn't producing fruit and the owner of the vineyard said, let's cut the darn tree down. It's taken up soil. We don't need it anymore. But the um, advocate, the gardener said, give me some time to dig around in the soil, fertilize this tree and help it produce fruit. And if it doesn't do that, we'll cut it down. So this, that story is really a story. It's really about Jesus, the advocate in our life that says, give me some time. Give me some time to get the right nutrients in the soil. So our growth model is based on that. Quickly, great nutrients. Soil is important. We talk, if we could break it down to three ingredients, we would talk about grace, truth, and time. Books and books have been written just on that subject. So just invite you to think about what, what place, how is your soil? 
what nutrients are going in your soil right now. Is your soil hard? You know, do you need some help digging around? I think Bianca, you said, Karen, you invited me into your soil and said, you can dig around a little. Sometimes you regretted that invitation. But oh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I would just, I would just ask you, what was that like, you know, for your listeners, what was it like to dig around in your soil and give it that kind of time and space? You know, I, I think a little bit goes back into like how it was raised and how I thought that um, coaching or counseling or even therapy was just for a certain type of person and a certain type of need. And um, I, both Matt and I have been committed to doing work on ourselves and in our relationship and our marriage, but this leadership journey has been absolutely insane. And so to have you and like, I mean, everyone who can't see you. It's okay. I'm going to post a picture on Instagram of us because here is this sweet woman with blonde hair and the most gentle voice. And yet it felt, felt like you had a scalpel and no anesthesia and you're cutting to my heart and you're just saying you're going to survive and I'm bleeding out. Now, if that is not dramatic, I don't know what is, but you, you actually gave me permission to poke around some very tender spots of my heart. Mm. I wanted to deal with the fruit and why, why wasn't the fruit good or why is there not fruit or why is the fruit rotten while ignoring the root? And what you have really worked with both Matt and I is that the, the relational nutrients. In fact, I'm not even kidding you, Karen, I've told you this and now God is my witness. Um, yeah. Oh, you have it. Is this your secret sauce? Is this this my secret sauce? Okay. 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 Now anyone who knows me knows I love to cook and every, (laughs) every, every chef needs to have a secret sauce. See Karen's secret sauce is this. Can you walk us through this card? Because for people who can't see, I'm going to post it. I'm going to send it on the newsletter as well, but I'm going to give this away. This is Karen's secret sauce and walk us through uh, this walk us through this. And then also for people that don't know, I would say that this is the conversation card that I use not only in our marriage, um, between Matt and I, but also with my team. So tell us about your secret sauce. Okay. And you just, Karen has such a bad name out there in social media. Now you just made it bad again, saying that I carry a scalpel. You want to know something? You want to know something? (laughs) The title of, you don't even know this. And the listeners who are listening, they're going to hear this. But the title of your show is Really Karen? Because your name has been dragged through the mud recently. And you want to know something? Honest to God, I'm not even like, there's times where I hear your sweet, kind, tender voice when I want to just lose my trash arguing with Matt. And in my head, I'm saying, really, Karen? Really? So yes, Karen, you're going to go there with us, our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Will you walk us through your secret sauce? Okay. So this really secret sauce comes from Dr. Townsend's latest book called People Fuel. It's great. And it's based on the premise that we were created, like I mentioned earlier, to be connected and care for each other, that that's just how God set it up. I like to say attachment is a one size fits all. doesn't matter from whence you cometh, we all have the same need of attachment. And so to connect and attach, there are, we have come up with 22 relational needs. And the cool thing about this card is just um, introducing this idea to you that neediness is healthy. Mm. And that a very strong, sophisticated, emotionally intelligent human knows what they need. And okay, are able to we have to pause there. We mm-hmm. have to pause. This is too good. This is too good. 
we, I don't want to speak for society as a whole, but I have been raised that like neediness is bad. And if you're needy, then you're emotionally insecure. Or if you're needy, then you have some sort of issue lacking in your childhood. Your, your, your need wasn't met by your mom. Your need wasn't, your need wasn't met by your dad. And that is bad. Need is bad. And what you did for me and what I hope people listening can hear at least walk away with is that neediness is needed. And I think you've yes. lived that out so beautifully. Okay. Next thing. Yes. It's needed. It, the way we learn that it's bad is that we go to the wrong people to get our needs met. Or we had a family of origin that couldn't meet our needs. And, or we go into relationships that neediness is adverse. So first step is to know what you need in this little 22 relational needs. Do you need acceptance? Do you need comfort? Do you need forgiveness? How about celebration? How about advice, feedback? So there's a whole... 22 needs that gives you a cheat sheet for this language that we are not well developed in. The second thing is to ask for what you need. The third thing is to receive. Now that's a tough one for some mm -hmm. of us. We might figure out what we need. We get brave enough to ask for it, but I don't want to receive it from you because if I had to ask for it, then it doesn't count because you should have known what I need. You should have read my mind. You're basically talking about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to use your name. And then the fourth step is to go and give and love and be overflown with fuel and, you know, overfilled with um, the ability to love well. So know what you need for it, receive, and then give. Oh, I love this. Okay. So I'm going to walk through this one more time because for people that are listening, I don't know if they're going to get the weight of the gold that you are giving us. So there, there's this card. It's two-sided. You guys have done, you and Dr. John Townsend have done the work of breaking down all the relational needs that humanity needs in four mm -hmm. different quadrants. Um, mm -hmm. And I love it. It's broken up into four different quadrants because we need different things from different people at different times. Mm -hmm. And so for example, uh, when, when I have a conversation with Matt and we're having um, heated fellowship, if we're having intense conversation, <laughs> I will tell him now before we meet, this is what I need. And not only do you just list the, the needs, you actually define them. So today, the title of the podcast is we're going there. So we'll let's talk about what, what we discussed today. I, I, I said that I needed um, affirmation. And the definition of affirmation is draw attention to the good. And um, we're coming off of, uh, you know, a, a busy church planning season. We just got a building. We're super excited about this. And I just needed my husband to affirm that the work, not just that we've done, not just the church has done, but me as his wife and as a co-leader, I need him to see that. Now, um, I, I, again, I'm going to give this and share this with everyone because I think that this is absolutely gold. Now I want to talk about something. You mentioned this at the beginning, the importance of, um, that relational need that we all have that relational need that God created us with, um, a desire to be in relationship. And, um, you are passionate about eradicating social isolation mm -hmm. now, uh, with COVID and coming out of COVID and quarantines lifting, people are feeling really isolated and alone. And we've also developed some really bad habits of isolating and being by ourselves now by choice. Why are you so passionate about eradicating social isolation? You know, I just grew up professionally in the social science world, and we know that it is one of the greatest causes of social ills. You read books on poverty when helping hurts, the greatest deterrent to families getting out of poverty is social isolation. 
in child abuse, one of the greatest factors in child abuse is a family who's isolated. So those are extreme versions of isolated isolation, but for you and I too, if we get isolated, we become numb, we become disconnected, we become unproductive. So people fuel is the correct way to think about it, is that you need people fuel the way that you need food for fuel, mm. just as you need vitamins and nutrients, you need relational nutrients. So a social isolation is dangerous. It's a dangerous, a dangerous social problem. And prior to COVID, I had a passion for it. And now amidst COVID, I have a greater passion and fear really of what's happening as people are withdrawing more and more from each other. So with everything that's going on, um, your, your workload is still there. You're still meeting with people. You're coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders and executives, and you have a full workload. Now, you don't have to tell me names. I, the, the, the title of the podcast is we're going there, but we're not going to go there. I don't want to know people's okay. identities, but this is what I want to know. You get to see and hear a lot. What are the things that you're seeing and hearing from people coming into your office? And what is this vacuous need that you see kind of as an undercurrent for what's going on with people right now? Maybe the largest, like in my child welfare world, the child welfare world in the country is saying that we have a tsunami of child abuse coming because families, we have a system in America of, of uh, reporting child abuse. And it's pastors and teachers are called mandated reporters where we're all isolated. So our system to see each other is broken. Yeah. And so that was one of our safety nets we had in America, mandated reporters. Well, child abuse calls are down by 70%, first time in the history in America. Well, we know child abuse isn't down. And so our systems of seeing each other are down. That's the extreme kind of child welfare. But what I'm seeing in my office is just this idea that um, depression, um, people's marriages that were already struggling are intensified. I would say fears are magnified. If you're fearful, you're more fearful. If you're anxious, you're more anxious. If you're reckless, you're kind of more reckless. I don't believe in masks. So we, te we seem to magnify kind of the things that are hurting. And so that's why we get into relationship. So for maybe someone who feels like as they're listening, like I know that relational needs are important. I, I want relational nutrients. I'm going to download the card, <laughs> but they still don't have that, that network of people. Now you've pushed me on this. Um, now I get, I might get the terminology right, but I think that you refer to them as your five. Am I, mm -hmm. did I get that right? Your life team, your big your five. Your life team, your big five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you've pushed me on this. Now I have a group of girlfriends that I have been best friends with since high school. Like I love them. They're amazing. But you kind of pushed me to think about in this season of my life as a stepmom, as a leader, as a church planter, a being married, who are those people that intimately know this world? Now you made me have to go do work. I actually had to go reach out to an old friend of mine who nothing happened. We loved each other, but just life got away from us, but, but she gets ministry. So I reached back out to her and then there's someone on my team. Now there's an age difference between us and I'm also the boss, but there's this relational understanding because of ministry that I, I lean on this person. Now, yeah. can you walk uh, someone's listening is saying, that's great, Karen. Like really, Karen, really find some friends. Really, now, Karen. Really, Karen. <laughs> so 
what would you tell them if they're struggling? They know that they need relationship. They know that they need friends. When I, whenever I talk or preach about friendships, people always are like, well, how do I find friends? Or how do I know who to trust? Can you give some therapeutic psychological wisdom on how to make friends? Yeah, I think that, you know, the very first thing is to have a hunger that to wake up a hunger in you, a desire, that that is probably the number one most important ingredient to get started is a hunger and thirst to be connected um, and just pray about it. You know, secondly is, I like to call it like a thermometer. Try, be vulnerable and try people out. If people can't tolerate your vulnerability, I'd keep moving. I'd let them be friends, colleagues, uh, but I wouldn't put them as your big five. So do a little test, a little test run and share how hard this certain thing is or how lonely you've been and do a little thermometer test run. Uh, I wouldn't go to the deepest, darkest vulnerabilities, but try people out. And those who are able to be vulnerable are able to be part of your relational nutrients as you could be there. Is that so too simple? No, I love it. I was just about to recap it because you know a good preacher <laughs> loves some points. Number okay. one, you have to awaken up that hunger um, and pray like, "Hey, I need this in my life." It's an awareness to it. Number two, you begin to test vulnerability with people. Yeah. Um, and you know, can you trust them? Can they handle you? Can they bear your burdens with you? Is there mm-hmm. a space? Your the language that you use, the nomenclature that you use, is bringing pain to the table. Yeah. And you have awakened me to this idea that like the tension of pain is okay. And it's actually not just okay. It's good. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we're going to test vulnerability right now because, uh, as, as I said it before we even hopped on this interview and told the listeners, just Matt and I were in this crazy season. We are, we're, we're hitting our 10th year of marriage. We are both, we're firstborn children. We are type A personalities. We Mm -hmm. are strong leaders, but we are stubborn as all get out. Um, And now we co-lead a church. So you have full permission to (laughs) go in right now because you have seen, Karen, for for the listeners out there, I don't think that there's one person on the face of the earth that (laughs) knows as much trash about me as sweet, lovely Karen. But delight. I, oh, thank trash. you. So much delight. <laughs> See, honesty. even even when she talks about pain, she's just she's my fairy godmother. I feel like we're having a Cinderella <laughs> moment. This is bippity boppity boo. Okay, so for the couples out there who might resonate with being like, "Wow, I'm I'm a strong woman, and my boyfriend or my husband." or my boss or my friend, um, they don't understand that. Or maybe they're similar. Uh, You've walked this journey with both Matt and I, two very strong people. What, for couples who feel like they're kind of at wit's end, maybe they might've felt like Matt and I, where you know that you love each other, but we're not speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. As we kind of round out this interview, what hope can you give people who maybe just feel Mm -hmm. like they're too much or what is on their plate is too much? What wisdom can you impart? I think it's just, similar to what we started off in is that husbands and wives cannot be the all in all for each other. So if at this season you and your husband can't, then find somebody who can for the purpose of going back into your marriage and giving and receiving. So keep going. I would say my encouragement and my hope is that there are people, people are as hungry as you are for friendship. There, you know, people are as lonely as you are. And so I would keep going and, and not get stuck on this relationship isn't happening. It would be 
go and get fueled up for the purpose of loving each other well. Um, but go beyond your comfort zone. Don't just keep that circle so small. Keep going. And that's what you have done for Matt and I. You always, we always leave, even though the meetings have been hard and the conversations have been wearisome. And yes, I've even shed some tears. I always leave. I'm not going to get emotional. I always leave with a sense of hope. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. You are a gift to the world. I cannot wait for people to get their hands on this card, but also yep. people fueled by Dr. John Townsend. You are uh, so much of a pillar there for the organization. In the show notes, there's ways that people can find out more about safe families and, yep. and everything that you're involved with. But Karen, thank you for being a gift to us. I love and appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Nice to be a part of this. I'm glad Karen has redeemed her name just a little. Oh, you are, girl. You are. Everybody <laughs> needs a Karen. Everybody okay. needs a Karen. Really? Love you. Okay, talk to you soon. For those wanting more information on Dr. John Townsend or Dr. Karen Bergstrom, it will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I, as always, love sharing what I've learned on my journey. I may not know everything, but the little that I do, I can't wait to share it with people. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. I hope you've learned a little bit about yourself and I can't wait to see what you are learning when you post on social media, subscribe or leave a positive review. Uh, this week I am giving away a wonderful book by Jamie Ivey. She is a phenomenal podcaster and her new book is Honestly, it's amazing. I can't wait for one lucky winner to get Jamie Ivey's new book, You Be You. Again, when you share on social media, you can tag at Bianca Oltoff and share what you are learning on this podcast because when other people are invited into the journey, the more information that we get to spread, the more lives are being impacted. And I just want to say thank you because if we can't be real with ourselves, who can we be real with? So we're going there, attempts to do just that. So love you, so appreciate you, and I cannot wait for next week's episode.